Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Ballot Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld. Risking his life at criminals and racketeers within the law, they feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, Washington Story. The Green Hornet strikes again. Now, the Green Hornet. It was earlier than usual when Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, entered the outer office and spoke to his secretary, Lenore Case. Good morning, Miss Case. Oh, good morning, Mr. Reed. I tried to reach you at home a short time ago. Cato told me you were on the way down. Was something important? Yes, sir. George Meadows of our Washington office phoned long distance. I told him I'd contact you and have you call him back. He said he'd be in the office at 11 o'clock. I see. It's almost 11 now. What time did he phone? Before 10, Mr. Reed. He said he was on the trail of something hot. He wanted your advice. Well, put a call through to the Washington office now, Miss Case. If you get Meadows, switch the call into my office. Yes, sir. I'll see if I can get that. Hello? Washington calling Mr. Britt Oh, yes. Just a minute, operator. Washington calling Mr. Reed. Must be Meadows again. All right, I'll take it here. Hello? Mr. Britt Yes, that's right. Just a moment. Here's your party. Hello, Mr. Reed. Yes? This is Hooper in Washington. Well, Miss Case told me Meadows was trying to get at me a while ago. What's going on? Meadows did try to get you. He was on the trail of something hot. But he wouldn't say what it was until he had talked to you. Well, now put Meadows can... on the line if he's there. He can talk to me now. But that's what I'm trying to tell you, Mr. Reed. Meadows isn't here. He can't talk to you because he was murdered a short time ago. Murdered? Not George Meadows. Wait a minute, Miss Case. Tell me what happened, Hooper. Make it brief. Meadows placed a call for you from the office here. But he couldn't get you. He went out saying he'd be back at 11. Go on. He was entering the publisher building, 4th Street entrance, when he was shot down by someone in a passing car. The killer got away. Meadows was dead when the ambulance arrived. That's the whole story, Mr. Reed. There's something big behind it. We're sure of that. I see. This is quite a shock, Hooper. Make the necessary arrangements for Meadows. I'll be at the Washington office in the morning. In the meantime, see if you can get a line of what Meadows had found out. Okay, Mr. Reed. We'll do our best. Good. I'll see you in the morning. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. See if you can get me a reservation on the midnight train to Washington, Miss Case. Yes, sir. I'm going to be busy in my office for the next few minutes. I don't want to be disturbed. All right, Mr. Reed. I have to establish the fact that the Green Hornet's in Washington before I get there. I'll call Cato on the private line. 
Jones must have really been after something hot. I'll get this. One of our Washington men has been murdered. I'm going there on the midnight train. What do you want me to do? It's a two-hour run by plane to Washington. Take the next one out. Go to our office on the ninth floor of the publisher building. And without being seen, leave a hornet seal on the door. And take a plane back. You should get back before I leave. Yes, sir. I leave for airport within the next 15 minutes. Good. Be sure no one sees you leave that seal. I be careful, Mr. Britt. If I don't see you before I leave tonight, I'll get in touch with you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, Katie, what are you doing here at 7 o'clock in the evening? I'd like to know. For your information, Axel, Mr. Reed's leaving town. I've stayed later than usual to take some last-minute letters. Reed leaving town? Where's he going? Oh, wouldn't you like to know? If you hadn't been out of the office all day, maybe you'd have found out. Is that so now? I've been busy getting news with the Sentinel, that I have. And if Reed's leaving town, tis me who ought to know about it. Didn't his father tell me to be his bodyguard, didn't he? When old Mr. Reed turned the Daily Sentinel over to his son, he had no idea... Oh, case. Did you get a hotel reservation for me? Well, yes, sir. At the usual place, the Carlington. Good. Hey, no, that's the richest hotel in Washington. Is that where you're going, Reed? Yes, I have business in Washington, Axford. I'll be back in a few days. But, Reed, I was just telling Casey when your father I've was... I've heard that to... one before, Axford. But no soap. I'm going alone. But wait. Hello? Washington's calling Mr. Britt Reed. Just a moment. Long distance for you, Mr. Reed. Hello? Mr. Britt Reed? Yes. Here's your party. Go ahead. Hello? Hello, Mr. Reed. This is Hooper again. What's happened this time, Hooper? I thought you ought to know. The Green Hornet's mixed up in Meadows' murder. The Green Hornet? How do you know? Holy crow. Quite expert. Hello, Hooper. We found a Green Hornet seal stuck on the outside of our office door. He's decided it's a warning of some kind. Really? Well, I'll be there in the morning. Meantime, be careful and get all the data you can for me. Yes, sir. I thought I'd let you know about that seal before you left. Oh, glad you did, Hooper. It'll well it'll be prepared. I'll check in at the Collington, then I'll come right over to the office. All right, sir. See you in the morning. Goodbye. Goodbye. Reed, what did you say about the Green Hornet? Axford, George Meadows, our man in Washington, has been murdered. Super and snakes. Who did it? We don't know, but Hooper says he found a Green Hornet seal on the office door. Left as a warning. At least that's what they think. The Green Harlot in Washington? That's what Mr. Reed just said, Axford. Holy crow, Reed. You can't go there alone with the Harlot on the loose. Anyway, I ought to have a chance to hunt him down, seeing as I've been on his trail here for so long. Let, let me go along, Reed. I just got to go. Mr. Reed will have enough headaches. Without... Okay, Axford. You can come along. You see, Casey? Yeah! I'll bet the Green Hornet would be worried if he knew Axford was coming. Huh. No, ain't you sorry you ain't going, Casey? <laughs> Whoopee! Washington, here I come! The following morning, Britt Reed, accompanied by Mike Axford, arrived in Washington and went directly to Hooper's office in the publisher building. Britt lost no time in discussing Meadows' death with his Washington correspondent. Tell me, Hooper... The man was given a hint at all as to the so-called hot lead he was following. No, he didn't, Mr. Reed. I assigned Meadows to cover the hearing on the Fairfield Munitions Report. He attended the preliminary sessions of the hearing, was to be on hand tomorrow when the investigating committee is to have a reading of the report itself. I see. As I remember, that 
Reporters expected to blow the lid off a lot of scandal. Yes. Fairfield hinted as much day before yesterday. Huh. Don't seem like anybody killed poor Meadow just because he was assigned to sit in on a hearing. Oh, it'd have to be something more than that, Axford. Remember, Meadow said he was on the trail of something hot. Evidently, it got too hot as far as he was concerned. Yes, poor chap. By the way, Hoover, did you get a chance to go over his effects? You know, look through his wallet, for instance. Yes, the police checked through it, then left it here. I have it here in my desk. There it is. Let's see. Press card, driver's license. Here's an invitation to a reception. The place where his name should be has been left blank. Yes, I saw that. It's an invitation to Mrs. Victor Canby's reception tonight. Meadows didn't usually go in for shindigs like that. He must have received that from a society editor of one of the local papers. Who is Mrs. Victor Canby? Oh, one of the socialites around town who likes to throw formal receptions and invite all the big shots. <laughs> if you want anything known, just go there and tell it to Mrs. Canby. She's a Gabby dame. Passes on everything she hears. <laughs> She's been the cause of lots of red faces in Washington. I wonder why Meadows didn't want to be bothered going there. Maybe he had a definite reason for going, Axford. Come to think of it, I wouldn't mind going myself and seeing some of them Washington bigwigs. <laughs> well, there's your chance, Mike. Just go over on L Street and rent a dress suit. And with that invitation, you'll be all set. Hmm. I brought my formal clothes along. Maybe. Say, Hooper, can you get another one of those invitations? Sure, if you want another. All right, get one for me. Axford can rent a dress suit as you suggest. Say, Reed, you mean we're Axford? going to that... Tonight, you and I are going to mix with the Washington Big Shots at Mrs. Canby's reception. Read the sure of the classy dump. Sure, Casey ought to see me now. Maybe it's just as well she can, Axford. Why do you say that, Reed? Don't this dress suit look okay? Well, in a way it does. But uh, your vest doesn't quite meet the top of your trousers. Oh, that. Well, you see, Reed, it's right in that spot that they bulge just a little. Only when I breathe, that is. But when I hold me breath, the gap closes up sort of. Forget the bulge. You'll get by. Uh, do you think so? Sure, come on. It's time we met the hostess. The receiving line has turned on a bit. <laughs> I remember when me old lady had collars, she used to go right out onto the porch to meet him. <laughs> Come on, we're wasting time. Oh, my, my, this is delightful. I'm so glad to see you again, my dear Mr. A. Chris Reed. How do you do, Mrs. Campbell? Oh, yes, of course, Mr. Reed. How could I forget? Mrs. Canby, may I present Mr. Michael Axford? Uh, how do you do, ma'am? Oh, Mr. Axford. Yes, of course. You're from one of the embassies, aren't you? I remember your accent. Well, no, I'm not exactly from an embassy, ma'am. The fact is, I'm a newspaper man. Oh, really? Yeah, Mr. Reed is publisher of the Daily Sentinel, and I work for it. You, a newspaper publisher, Mr. Reed? That's right, Mrs. Canby. Well, how interesting. Oh, I'm sure you must know a great deal of undercover news, uh, secrets about important things that we poor laymen are literally dying to find out. Well, we, uh, 
We usually print everything that's of interest to the public, Mrs. Campbell. Well, tell me, Mr. Reed, do you have advanced information on the contents of the Fairfield Report? Why, oh, here it's going to bring to light a great amount of scandal. I don't know any more about it than you do, I'm afraid. Oh, oh dear, I was hoping I'd have a bit of unpublished news to give the girls at luncheon tomorrow. I tried to get Mr. Fairfield to give me just one little hint. He refused to discuss it. Oh, is Mr. Fairfield here? I of course. Everybody of importance is here at my little party. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, yes, there's Mr. Fairfield of the place. Just going into the conservatory. So that's Fairfield, huh? Say, Reed, I got an idea. Maybe I can get an interview with Fairfield. I'll go after him. But I be back in a few minutes, Reed. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't mean. Oh, oh pardon me, lady. I just. Uh, yeah. Yes, I. Uh, uh, here's the place he was going into. Hmm. So this is the conservatory. Hmm. Looks more like a swanky greenhouse to me. I... Oh, excuse me, I didn't know anybody was with Mr. Fairfield. I, uh... hey. What's the matter with him? Sitting there like that. Is he sick? You came in here at the wrong time, my friend. My business with Fairfield is not quite finished. Oh, well, I'd go out then. And, uh... Hey, now... There's something wrong with Fairfield. He... He's dead. He's dead. Huh? And you may be shortly fed in. Holy crow. Put away that gun. This gun has a silencer on it. You've seen too much and know too much. There's a door at the end going out into the garden. Get going. And if you make a sound, I'll let you have it. Continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Meantime, Brick Reed waited for Axford's return from his interview with Fairfield. It was almost 20 minutes later when one of the servants hurriedly approached Mrs. Canby in a state of excitement. Mrs. Canby! Mrs. Canby! What is it, Charles? Something has happened to Mr. Fairfield in a conservatory. He, he's been murdered. Fairfield murdered? Are you sure? Yes, sir. He was just found slumped over in a chair in the conservatory. Oh. He's been shot, sir. Shall I call the police, Mrs. Canby? Oh, I don't know. The publicity of all this is terrible. Call the police by all means right away. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, by the way, I picked this stud up. It was lying on the floor near the conservatory door leading into the garden. Well, let me see it. Yes, sir. Maybe the, the murderer dropped it. Oh, Baxford's done. Did you say something, Mr. Reed? Oh, I was just thinking, Mrs. Canby. You better get the police car. Oh, yes, sir. Right away. It's necessary that I go to the Sentinel office in the publisher building, Mrs. Canby. I can be reached oh, there. Oh, must you go? You seem to know just what to the do. The police I... will handle things here. I'll see you again, but right now I must go back to the office. Goodbye, Mrs. Canby. Brett Reed hurried to the publisher building and was greeted by Hooper as he entered the door. Mr. Reed, I'm glad you've come. Things are really popping. I know. I guess by this time you've heard about Fairfield. Yes, just got the news. But that isn't all. No? No. Fairfield's files in his study at home have been rifled. The only existing copies of the Fairfield report have been stolen. Did the police say that? Oh, I didn't hear the news from the police, not at first. I was in the Continental News office down the hall a while ago when Fairfield's secretary, a chap by the name of Parker phoned in the news of the robbery and of Fairfield's death. He lives at Fairfield's home. Oh, I see. Well, this blows the investigation sky high, Mr. Reed. 
Without that signed report or Mr. Fairfield's personal testimony, the committee will have nothing to go on. But the secretary ought to know the contents of the report. Just his word wouldn't carry any weight. Well, that's right, it wouldn't. I suppose... When did Parker phone in the news? Half hour ago. Half hour ago, I... Hmm. It took me ten minutes to get here from Canada. What are you thinking about? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all, Hooper. If, uh, if you should hear from Axford, have him contact me at the hotel. Good night. Good night, Mr. Reed. Going to his hotel room, Britt Reed thumbed through the Washington phone book until he found a certain address. Then, opening a suitcase, he slid back a small panel in the bottom and took out the Hornet disguise and a gas gun. Concealing these beneath his overcoat, he left the hotel and took a taxi cab to the vicinity of a certain home in Chevy Chase. Meantime, Fairfield's secretary, Hal Parker, sat in Fairfield's study talking to a man from police headquarters. When did you discover the robbery, Mr. Parker? Well, I was out for the evening, Sergeant. Since Mr. Fairfield was going to the Canby affair, he gave me the evening off. I, uh... Returned less than an hour ago and found that the files had been forced open and the report stolen. Then I... I heard about Mr. Fairfield's death. I see. Of course, this is a routine investigation by headquarters. FBI have already been called on the case. Sergeant, now that Mr. Fairfield has been... been murdered, I am determined to do everything possible to help find that report and see the guilty party convicted. It's the least I can do for poor Mr. Fairfield. I know how you feel, Mr. Parker. Well, I'll get back to headquarters. My men have done all they can here. <clears throat> you know, if you think of anything else, it might help the case. Good night, Mr. Parker. Good night, Sergeant. You put on a very good act, Parker. What? What the... Oh, how did you get in here? Through the window. I was behind those drapes while you were giving your sob story to the police, Sergeant. It won't work, Parker. You... you must be the Green Hornet. I heard he was in Washington. Good guessing. What do you want here? You're going to tell me where to find your friend. The one who killed Fairfield. You're crazy. I don't know what you're talking... Don't stall, Parker. I have ways and means of finding out things. Fairfield's body wasn't found until 20 minutes after he was murdered. Yet I happen to know that before that 20 minutes was up, you notified Continental Press of his death. Listen, you, I don't know anything... You jumped the gun, Parker. You thought the police already knew of the murder when you phoned. If this discrepancy should be pointed out to the authorities with an unsigned letter... What, uh, uh, what do you want? If it's money, how... I want in on the deal, Parker. You stand to get a lot of dough from the party who hired you to put this over. I'm in a position to help you and your friend cover up, or I can... Why, you. I'll have to have time. I can't... No, no time. If you want to discuss it with him, take me with you. I can convince him. Remember, if he gets caught, you'll die for the murder he committed. No, no, I can't. Okay, Parker, have it your way. Once the authorities start on you and they get that note, you... Oh, wait, wait. I'll take you to him. We'll make a deal with you. I know he'll agree to that. Good. Let's go right now. We'll take your car. And if you trick me, you'll regret it. Come on.
Meantime, in a small hideout apartment on C Street in southeast Washington, Axford, tied to a chair, sat glaring at his captor. By golly, you won't get away with this. You wait and see. Sure, that's news, Hogan. As soon as a certain friend of mine gets a chance to question you, you'll be found floating in a Potomac. You'll find out if you repeated what that other reporter Meadows told you. Ah, so you're the skulk who killed Meadows, eh? What do you think? <laughs> Meadows found a note I dropped. One that my friend passed to me in a cocktail lounge. He didn't understand it, but he was suspicious. And with a nose for news, went to question my friend. So that was it. That was it. He dropped a hint that he didn't believe the story he was told. And on the way back to his office, you know what happened. But he must have phoned you first. Maybe he did. And maybe I passed on what he told to someone else, too. We'll find that out when my friend arrives. After that... So you think I'll start for letting you murder me, is that it? <laughs> Can't help yourself, mister. Well, no, maybe I can at that. Right here in my pocket, I got something that'll prove your guilt. And your friends, too. Uh, is that so? Then have a look. Take this, you spontaneous! <laughs> Kick me, will you? Oh. Hold him for a while. I better get in touch with Parker. That's him now. Who is this? Why do you bring him here, Parker? He's the Green Hornet. He's got the goods on us, Sutter. He wants to make a deal. Otherwise, he'll tip off the police. You should have known better to bring him here. We won't deal with him now, ever. No? No. But this will keep you from the police. Put down that gun. I'll put it down. After I use it, Hornet. Come here, you. Go. If your weak need pal makes a better weapon, killer. You'll give to me, Parker. Get the gun. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> Take this one, big boy. <laughs> now, look, Hornet. You and I can make a deal. Half of what I get. Then we'll both be... No, too late, Parker. Take some of this. No. Uh, gas. I... <laughs> I'll leave this seal on the desk. Not upon the police. They'll find Axford. He can take credit for a good story. <laughs> Later that night, in the Sentinel's office in the publisher building... Reed, where did he hear the news? Axford, where on earth have you been? Fairfield was murdered right under our noses almost, and at the critical time, you were to be found. Mr. Reed's been worried about you, Axford. Worried about me? Huh, I can take care of myself, that I can. But speaking of murder right under our noses, Reed, that's exactly what did happen to me. What do you mean? I looked around for you at Canby's reception, Reed, but... I went into the conservatory just as Fairfield was murdered. No. Yep, I saw the killer, so he made me go with him. I let on I knew a lot more than I did, so he didn't murder me right off. Say, do you mean to say you're the guy who solved the case and tipped off the police? We heard a radio newscast saying the killer had been found, but they didn't say who solved the case. I do remember, though, they mentioned the Green Hornet. Well, come to think of it, Reed, the Hornet did have something to do with it. He was in with the killer and Fairfield's secretary, who planned the whole thing. Why did Parker do it, do you know? Sure. He confessed that some crooked company that cheated on war contracts was going to pay him to keep that report from coming before the investigating committee. Of course, they didn't expect him to resort to murder. 
Poor Meadows must have been one of the victims, too. That he was, Reed. He was following a hot tip and the killer got him. Course I played smart. And with the help of the harlot who messed him up because they wouldn't let him in on the deal, I broke the whole case. You saw the hornet then? Well, yes and no. You see, I was fighting all over the place with the killer. Me being tied up, mind you. When the hornet broke in, packed the secretaries with him. The three of them was too much for me, so I got knocked out. Then they fought amongst themselves, and the harlot tipped off the cops. Wonderful. Uh, you say, though, you were tied up, you fought all three men, including the Hornet expert? Well, uh, not exactly, but I did me part, Reed, you can bet on that. I gave Washington a story they won't forget in a hurry. I'll say you did. Yes, expert. You really gave a good story both to Washington and to us. <laughs> of course, with the help of the Green Hornet. <laughs> sure, sure, Reed. <laughs> Give the devil his due, says I. <laughs> Nobody can say Mike Axford's too selfish to share the glory. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I wonder what kind of a story the Hornet would tell, if he could tell it. Uh, <laughs> now, Reed, uh, let's forget the harlot just this once. Uh, let's get some coffee, what do you say? <laughs> hey, I'm all for Axford. You're a wonder. Popular radio dramas created by George W. Trendle are a copyrighted feature of The Green Hornet, Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. <laughs>